you're about to apply to business school, and there's a laundry list of things to do: study and take that stressful GMAT, put together an impressive resume, write those introspective essays, and on and on it goes. Hi, I'm Janet Nakano for MBA Podcaster. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from Kaplan Test Prep and Admissions, the pioneers of the test prep industry. And after more than forty years and tens of thousands of GMAT success stories, they've learned that the key to success on the GMAT is preparation and practice. That's why Kaplan, and only Kaplan, offers the ultimate practice test—a trial run of the GMAT at the actual testing facility. It's your chance to find out what you're up against on test day without recording an official score. So when you're up against the real thing, you can focus on what's really important—performing your best. And with eight more computer adaptive practice tests in the Kaplan curriculum, it's also a part of the most realistic GMAT practice you can get from anyone, anywhere. You'll prep smarter and score higher, guaranteed, or your money back. And MBA podcaster listeners can save ten percent. Just use code MBA Pod Ten at CapTest dot com slash MBA Podcaster, or when you call one eight hundred CapTest. With admissions, especially at the top schools, more rigorous than ever, you wonder how you could present yourself in the best way possible. MBA admissions consultants inundate applicants with promises of improving your chances of getting into choice schools. Some claim success rates higher than ninety percent. You could easily pay five thousand dollars to get advice on applying to four to five schools, but spend the cash, and you've got yourself a personal admissions strategic planner. It's no wonder why many are opting for that extra help. But why do applicants like to keep the hush-hush policy on using consultants? Nobody really talks about it. I don't think anybody's ashamed of it, but I think the consensus is that you know once you're in, it doesn't really matter anymore. This first-year business school student wanted to remain anonymous. He used an admissions consultant, and he credits the consultant to getting into his first choice school. But it wasn't only this client that wanted to keep his name secret. I got several emails from people who used a consultant, were willing to share their experience, but didn't want to use her name. There's been some controversy over getting that extra help, and it's a likely reason why clients sway the spotlight. Graham Richman is co-founder of ClearAdmit, an MBA admissions consulting service. He says much of the debate originates from services that don't just give helpful advice, like those that'll write an essay for you. Richman says reputable consultancies don't corrupt the admissions process and instead perfect it. We view ourselves as guidance counselors and and coaches. Much in the same way that when you're in high school, you go to your high school college guidance counselor and you find out about different schools that might fit you, and and then you you know talk with that person throughout the entire admissions process. And similarly, if you're in college and you're looking at law school or medical school, there is actually a you know a faculty member that's assigned to be the pre-med advisor or the pre-law advisor. And the truth is, is that most people applying to business school are out there in the workforce, and they're kind of isolated. And unless they have colleagues who are applying, they don't really have someone to talk to about this process. And so that's really the objective: is to just provide them with feedback,、um, help sort of walk them through this process, and give them really informed feedback on how it works. Most legitimate MBA admissions consultants will provide a range of services, from career planning, scheduling, selecting suitable schools, and helping you draw out your most persuasive qualities. Clear admits Graham Richmond says whether you're a superstar candidate or an average one, you can play up your best qualities. The main thing is to make sure that every candidate understands 
you know, what are the attributes that they bring to the table and how are they unique? Because, you know, no matter how many buckets you want to try to put people into, um, you know, this person's a consultant or a banker, everyone's unique. And so the main task is to help them understand, you know, what it is about their background. And we do a lot of sort of brainstorming sessions with them and get them to um, do, do a lot of thinking about, you know, what are all the activities they've participated in, what are the various roles they've held at work, and so there, there isn't really a formula um, so much as just making sure that they're putting their best foot forward in this process and that they're really thinking about the answers to the questions that the school's asking and, um, and, and going ahead and improving their candidacy if possible. So someone might be an average candidate because they've had kind of, you know, a poor performance on the GMAT exam or they may have done poorly in school. And, and so there's certain things that we would ask them to do to try to remedy those weaknesses, like maybe retaking the test or maybe taking some night courses um, to kind of show that they, they can do well in school. Or, I mean, there are any number of things someone could do to sort of bolster their candidacy, including asking to be put on a, a special project at work or, you know, to gain more leadership experience. The business school student who used a consultant says he did pretty well on the GMAT, not excellent, and got good grades in undergrad. But he thought he didn't have the background and experience that most MBA candidates have. And that's why he chose to use a consultant. I'm a writer uh, coming from the advertising industry. So not really the traditional makeup of a a typical MBA applicant. I really had no background in finance or anything like that. Um, And the schools I was applying uh, for, that's a lot of what they look for, it seems. I I knew that I had to sort of nail a couple different things in order to really even stand a chance at some of the schools I was applying to. Uh, and I didn't really think I could do that by myself, not really having been through the process before. So I knew I, I needed all the help I could get to, to make sure that, you know, I accentuated my positives and, and sort of told the right story. It's definitely an art, you know, uh, more an art, less of a science. And, and I think the idea is, as, as my consultant helped me re- appreciate, was, you know, they ask you a question, um, but you have certain latitude within that question to sort of tell the story you want to tell. And I, and I think at first glance, without, without his help, I might not have realized that. I might have just realized, uh, considered it as a straight question and answer process. Um, but, but my consultant really helped me kind of stretch, stretch my answer as far as I could take it um, and still sort of reveal important things about myself in so doing. So you've covered all your bases. You've opted to use that consultant. You think your application will make admitting officers say you're perfect for a school. Well, that's what you're aiming for, right? Judith Silverman is Senior Associate Director of Admissions at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. She offers this advice. Don't strive to be that perfect candidate. We do not have a checkbox for any particular piece of information that an applicant will share with us during the course of the application. There is no formula, as you know, for admissions. There is no perfect application for admissions. There is only the ability to tell one's story, to share experiences and understandings and introspection with the admissions committee. And for us, that's what really makes an applicant come alive, is the willingness to open up, to share that kind of information with us, But there is no perfect formula, and there is no right answer. Silverman says she knows there are consultancies that provide ethical support to students, often helping a student identify their strengths and weaknesses. And the Wharton School, she says, doesn't approve or disapprove the use of consultants. We certainly recognize that individuals are going to choose to use 
the services of admissions consultants. Um, we read so many applications a year that we're pretty good at figuring out when students have chosen to do so. You heard right. Wharton's Judith Silverman says admissions officers can tell if you've used a consultant. There will be a certain sheen that comes on when and when a consultant has been used. We really recognize that students are taking the time to express to us who they are as individuals, and there's going to be a certain amount of self-introspection and self-awareness that comes through in the application. We believe very, very clearly that when a student goes through that process on their own, there's a certain tone that the application will take. When the application has been worked on with a consulting group, there's certainly another tone that emerges. We also recognize when a student is inconsistent in what they provide us, if the essays appear to have a different kind of approach than the rest of the application, that's a real signal to us that the applicant has done one part by themselves and perhaps has used a consultant to help on the other parts of the application. And although Judith Silverman wouldn't say she disapproves of admissions consultants, she does direct applicants to use Wharton's admissions counseling services. In understanding who a student is, we're not going to give them, you know, we don't downgrade because, oh, they use a consultant and therefore they're inadmissible. But we certainly take into very clear consideration how the applicant has managed the process. So is there a a box that we check and say, oh, well, used a consultant, therefore inadmissible? No, there isn't. But certainly the ways in which someone chooses to express themselves in the body of the application is very much a judgment and a management issue and very much a part of our application process. We at Wharton feel that we do an excellent job of educating the individual. We have a very, very transparent application process. Although we certainly know that there are many, many consultants out there um, that that are assisting students, we recognize that there are those that are more ethical than others in the manner in which they interact with students. But at Wharton, we really feel that we do a great job of having students become prepared for this process. So, you know, as, as far as time and effort expended, we'd much rather have individuals use Wharton as their time and effort doing the due diligence to then produce a strong application. Should you choose to use a consultant, admissions officers probably like to see applications reflecting the candidate in the truest form, even if it means showing a bit of coarseness. But if a polished application gives you a better chance at your choice school, will you take it? The first-year business school student says, well, he got in. I would recommend a consultant for somebody who feels that they they have the experience and they have the, the numbers and stuff. People who recognize that they need a little extra help sort of crafting the right story. But I would also recommend that the person looking for a consultant, you know, be clear in what it is they're looking for. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from Kaplan Test Prep and Admissions, the pioneers of the test prep industry. And after more than 40 years and tens of thousands of GMAT success stories, they've learned that the key to success on the GMAT is preparation and practice. That's why Kaplan, and only Kaplan, offers the ultimate practice test, a trial run of the GMAT at the actual testing facility. It's your chance to find out what you're up against on test day without recording an official score. So when you're up against the real thing, you can focus on what's really important, performing your best. 
And with eight more computer adaptive practice tests in the Kaplan curriculum, it's also a part of the most realistic GMAT practice you can get from anyone, anywhere. You'll prep smarter and score higher, guaranteed or your money back. And MBA podcaster listeners can save 10%. Just use code MBAPOD10 at captest.com slash podcaster or when you call 1-800-CAPTEST. For more information, advice, and to register for your weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. I'm Janet Nakano for MBA Podcaster. Thanks for listening and stay tuned next time when we tackle the dreaded GMAT exam. <laughs>